Hi, I'm Varun Harun. I'm senior editor with Information Security Media Group. I have the pleasure today of speaking with Kelly Kavana, who is principal analyst with Gartner. We're going to be discussing SOC analytics and the evolution that SOC technologies and SecOps technologies have seen, and what his opinion is of the field going forward. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So Kelly, my first question to you is that the state of security ops today. What are some of the interesting things, the interesting developments that you see in the field? And what has happened over the years as well? I think what we've seen over the years is an increasing uh, requirement for SOCs to be more proactive rather than reactive, to move beyond uh, alert triage into uh, ability to do deeper and faster response, and in addition to be proactive in the sense of looking for threats in the environment before they manifest themselves in alerts or behaviors that might be indicative of malicious activity outside or inside the organization. So I think it's really a, a, a maturation process to try to move the detection uh, earlier in, in, the, in the process, the ability to respond more completely um, and more quickly uh, to those detections. So two of those things that you've said, you know, response, proactive, it's a far departure from the reactive model of security that we had. Now the emphasis is more on being predictive and being able to catch it before it happens rather than after the fact. Yes, yes. I mean, one of the things that's become apparent certainly is that attackers have become more successful at evading the security controls that would have typically alerted us. So the ability to look at the behavior of people or of systems and to try to discern when those behaviors might be indicative of risk to the organization has become much more important. So what about specific technologies like SIEM? Now, for the longest time, SIEM was synonymous with a SOC, but then you know, that awareness has increased, the understanding around it has improved. And now you're talking about big data analytics in this space. Do you feel that big data analytics might somehow replace SIM technologies or do they each have their own form and function? I, I think it's much more likely, and, and I think we're seeing evidence of this now, is that the SIM technologies are evolving to include big data analytics. And some of the platforms that were developed for data analytics have added capability to address the more traditional SIM use cases. Um, so we, we see, for example, um, Securonix and Exabeam, which were introduced to the market as user and entity behavior analytics platforms sure. to work alongside a SIM, pivot uh, and add the capability to do log collection and to support those more traditional SIM use cases. Um, on the SIM side, some of the legacy SIM vendors have started to add analytics capabilities, either acquiring a technology or developing features organically. Um, and when it comes to big data, almost every SIM now has the ability to integrate with a big data platform. So rather than uh, a replacement or a competitor, you know, we, we really think that going forward, there's going to be uh, a, a, a capability built around big data that has an analytics layer and an overlay of operations support for, uh, for investigation, for workflow, and for automated response. That's going to characterize the SIM. Um, we'll probably still call it a SIM, but it'll look uh, like an evolution from the technologies that are on the market today. So what would you say is the fundamental difference between SIM platforms today and then big data analytics platforms like ELKs, Splunk, and others? Well, I, I think the characteristic that's most important is the security-specific content that is developed to support SIM use cases. And a platform without that content is an analytics 
next platform, but it may be very poorly suited to address the security use cases that an organization needs to address. That means that the organization has to develop that content themselves, and that can be a costly and frustrating exercise. So we have seen several big data platforms start to add that content to address specific security use cases. If they continue to fill out that capability, we'll, we'll call them SIMs. Okay. So what are the right tools that security teams need today in their SOC arsenal? How do you, how do you go about selecting the right analytics tool for your organization? Well, I think the, the important triad of tools would involve logs, and SIMs are well-equipped to capture those logs. But it would also be visibility into network traffic and the ability to analyze flows and DNS and look at packets. In addition, visibility into the endpoint through an EDR technology. Logs, network, and endpoint would be the core of those tool sets that you would want in a SIM. Additionally, and, and we're seeing this first at the very largest organizations, but capabilities will be migrating downward around the ability to orchestrate and automate the processes around the detection and investigation and ultimately response to incidents. So the event sources have expanded beyond logs and the requirements around orchestrating across large number of events, prioritizing those and automating the gathering of context and the workflow is the next step. So what would you say are some tools or some capabilities in a modern shop today that are indispensable and that perhaps are not getting the appropriate amount of attention? Um, that's a great question because there are so many things that are not getting enough uh, attention. Maybe some of the most important really is the development of, of human capital. So the ability to have a SOC where you can attract and retain the security expertise that's required to run the tools and to use the tools to support your operations. Um, for many organizations, there's not a career path associated with the SOC, and it, that makes it difficult to find people. That makes it difficult to, to retain people. And once they reach a certain level of expertise, they, they move on. And so the costs are high to keep replacing that. So investing in the people, I think, is critical. The other would be that there's an awful lot of capability that's existent in tool sets that the software already may have. It may be a SIM or it may be some of these other tools that are not being exploited. And it's, it may be due to lack of expertise. It may be due to lack of capacity of the underlying platform. Uh, but there's an awful lot of capability that I think organizations can get from their existing investments that right now leaving on the table. All right. Following up from what you said, given these lack of human skill sets and, of course, the capability to scale, do you see that somehow security operations might be viable to move them out of the organization, maybe outsource them? Absolutely. And and we see that very often in mid-sized organizations. And for larger organizations, it may be more a case of tactical employment of external services to fill in specific gaps. In smaller organizations, it's very often reliance on the external services to address a broad scope of needs. Um, it doesn't come cost-free, certainly, and an organization really has to have a good understanding of their requirements so that they can select the appropriate vendor and understand whether or not that vendor is actually delivering value to the organization. Great. Thanks, Kelly, for that uh, timely insight. I'm happy to do so. So that was Kelly Kavana, who is Principal Analyst at Gartner. For ISMD, this is Varun Haran. Thanks for listening.